In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. What a difference a week makes. I want to thank all of the staff of St. Francis for coming back to work so quickly, as soon as they possibly could, and beginning the good work on behalf of this parish and on behalf of this community in these neighborhoods. We still have people even out of town, but uh, I think we'll be at full strength Monday or Tuesday. But I do want to uh, thank all of the staff for their hard work in uh, scrambling and getting to the point that we are right now. Given what has taken place, I want to stay basic. So I have just three basic points for us. Most of this you've heard before, but we need to hear it again. And maybe because of our experience, we may hear it in a different way. The first point is is that we have been and we still are going through a traumatic experience. We have been and we still are going through a traumatic experience. Life has changed. Our routines are broken. Friends and maybe even some of you seated here today have lost everything, basically. Harvey was no respecter of persons, affected all, regardless of the labels and the ways that we as human beings try to classify ourselves and divide ourselves, all have been affected. But the truth is, is that we, like so many others, are simply human beings who are going through trauma. And we need to claim that and name it and deal with it. It is inescapable because at the end of the day, we are just human beings first, having a human experience, struggling, different states of mind, different states of being, different states of destruction. But we are going through trauma. And we just need to accept that. We're human beings first, and then we have our beliefs, and we have our actions and our pursuits, but we are human beings in trauma. So since that is the truth, I have a few pieces of advice. I believe that we have to focus on taking one day at a time. That's a good way to live at any time. In fact, Jesus said, you have enough troubles for one day Why do you want to get ahead of yourself with tomorrow's troubles? You've got enough for one day. Just deal with today. And boy, if that's ever true, it is true now. Because even if you didn't flood, if you watch television for very long at all, you're traumatized. You can't see all of that destruction and all of that turmoil and the loss of life and the anguish and the water without feeling a sense of trauma. So we have to take it one day at a time. Just humbly do and be and live one day at a time. Number two, ask for help. Whether your home has been destroyed, whether you've had a little bit of flood, whether weeks from now you start to feel depressed or fatigued or troubled, 
ask for help. Humbly ask for the help that you need because we are here to help you in any way that we can. St. Francis Church is here to help all of you in any way we possibly can. Number three, remain connected. It's not time to be isolated, but it is time to energize the body of Christ. It is time for us to be who we really are, to claim our true identity as God's children who are interconnected one with another with Christ in the power of the Holy Spirit serving our Heavenly Father. And so we have to be together and take on opportunities to be together even more so, overcome that uh, ability to stay apart and learn some new names. It's time for us to be even more connected than we already are. For myself and for you, I would suggest that we must slow down. I've been running ever since this happened. This is advice to myself. This is a marathon and not a sprint. This will be going on for months and months and months in different ways. So we have to take the long view because it is the long haul. We have to be quick to forgive because this is an anxiety producing event. And we may be a little snippy, a little snappy with each other. I'm already guilty of that. Finishing, stopping rather, staff members from going on and on, which two weeks ago, I would have let them go on and then I would have said what I was going to say, but I have stopped people. We don't have time for this story. We got to get to work. We have people. Uh, so I need the forgiveness too. But be quick to forgive because people are anxious, they are troubled, they are worried, they're in trauma. Well, we uh, want to be cognizant to care for ourselves in the ways that we can because fatigue will set in and we may need to take a break and then go back to service. I would certainly say take a break from watching the television and then go back to it for sure. Well, we're here for everyone and we truly wanna help in any way that we can. And we are organizing to do that. We have already been doing it, but we're getting organized to be able to do it on a much larger scale uh, here in this parish, in these neighborhoods and outside. Uh, I believe we have some water going to Beaumont uh, tomorrow or Tuesday. The second point is something that you've heard, but I want to reassure you today that God loves you and God cares for you. And he is caring for you. Some of us in times like these, especially if we've been flooded or there's other tragedies along with this, may not experience that right now. But it is true. The gospel, the good news that we proclaim, is the revelation of God's love and his rescue mission to save us, his people, and this good creation that he made. He is in the rescue business, not the punishing business. 
we will hear voices soon if we haven't already heard them that somehow God is punishing. But that is simply not the case. God does not punish with these events. God in Christ is rescuing us from very powerful forces that are alien to God, alien to God's love and goodness. And these powerful alien forces, according to the apostles, have come into God's good creation by the abuse of our own God-given human freedom. So we have brought upon sin, evil, suffering, and death upon ourselves, and God is rescuing us from that. They don't come from God. We are being rescued from those things by God, and I think it's very important for us to get that straightened out. So God did not create these things, sin, evil, suffering, and death, but is overcoming them and taking all of it to the cross of his Christ and then emerging in the resurrection towards the new creation. Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Those are good words indeed. And so love and goodness and truth and beauty, all of the things that are from God will eventually totally reign. Max Lucado says, this world doesn't work, but the next one will. Because everything in our faith, our hope, and our trust has us moving towards the new creation where there's no more pain, no more sorrow, no more tears. All of these old things, these alien powerful forces are done away with. And only God and his love and life re, uh, Uh, reign in this new creation. But even now, the resurrection has unleashed the power of the new creation, the power of the Holy Spirit, and the power of love. And we have seen aspects of that on television. In fact, people are most surprised and most impressed, not with the destruction of the storm, but with the reaction of our community, the reaction of fellow human beings. There is more written about that, more talked about that, that somehow just weeks ago, we were wondering what is going on with people, just different sides, divisions, craziness, chaos. Then all of a sudden, you see these acts of kindness, of heroism, of people coming from all over the country coming from different states. I mean, it's outrageous what is happening. It's outrageously good. And we give thanks to God for that. So we still battle sin and evil and suffering, but God can and does use these things for good in mysterious ways. And we have seen that over and over again. People appearing out of nowhere to help others. I've got a story about that in a moment. Well, we participate in the cross of Christ and his resurrection here and now already. And God is taking us through this in order to get us to this new creation. And so we are a part of this process. And in fact, 
we are called to take our cross and move forward, even in the midst of this tragedy, in order to move into new creation territory. Well, the third point is, is that God loves and cares for us, but he does this as he moves in and through us into the lives and hearts of others. How does God love and care for us? One way that happens is his love and energy moves through us to other people to help them, to love them, to care for them. And his love and grace moves through other people to us. That's how part of it works. And so we've seen these things happen right before our eyes over this last week. The stories are tremendous. The great line of people who everyone thought, oh, they must have their hands out trying to get something. No, it was a line in order to serve. They were lined up. How do we serve? How do we help? How do we love our neighbor? I just want to reiterate a few words of Paul in one of the best passages in the New Testament, Romans 12, 1 through 21. You could keep this if you wanted and read it over and over again. Really, everything you need to know almost is in this passage. But Paul says, let love be genuine, hate what is evil, hold fast to what is good, love one another with mutual affection, outdo one another in showing honor. Do not lag in zeal, be ardent in spirit, serve the Lord, rejoice in hope, be patient in suffering, persevere in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints, extend hospitality to strangers, bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse them, rejoice with those who rejoice, and weep with those who weep. Those are good and powerful words. Well, we are the body of Christ, St. Francis. It's time to live up to our true identity. We are the hands and the feet of Christ in this world right now. We are called to take up our cross and to follow Christ. And we are doing this. And I am so inspired by your willingness to help, your willingness to give, your willingness to offer all manner of things for this time. I have a quick story and a final wrap up. Some of our parishioners, a widow and uh, her daughter who, who has many medical issues, were flooded out of Meyerland. The crazy thing is uh, the daughter began to have uh, seizures and had to go to St. Joseph's Hospital. Well, then we know that St. Joseph's had to be evacuated. So she and her mom were on their way to the convention center uh, to be housed because they didn't have any place else to go. They turned around and some angel of a person who they have never met came up and scooped them up and took them to their house. It was the craziest thing. Then they ended up with a sister uh, out of town. But when they came back to their home and looked at the home and just probably felt completely overwhelmed, angels appeared again. All of a sudden, people they had never met, didn't know, showed up at their house and began moving things and sorting things out. It was the most amazing thing. She said, I see your wings. I see your wings. 
I don't think she meant it literally, but of course, she meant that angels somehow had miraculously appeared to help them at her home. One of the things she said, she said, Father Bates, I did what you told me to. She says, I just kept saying, Lord Jesus, have mercy. Lord Jesus, have mercy. She was saying the Jesus prayer the whole weekend. Anyway, it's time for us to take up our cross to be the body of Christ. We're doing that. And I cannot be more energized about that because we are going to do incredible things together by God's grace and power and mercy. So what can you do? Pray. Do not fail to pray. We need the power and the energy of God's spirit to do any of this. We need to give. If you haven't given to our fund, please do so. It will go directly to parishioners first, this community second, and if we have any left over, it will go to others. But I'm assuring people that if you give to this fund, it is going to our parish community uh, because I think that's important. And if you want to give someplace else, fine, give wherever you want. But third, serve. We have sign-up sheets outside that you can choose where you want to serve. We don't want anyone to serve where they're not capable of serving or where it's not a good fit for them. We do ask for you to extend yourselves, but we're not asking anyone to do anything that they really shouldn't do or wouldn't be good for you to do. Well, we are human beings having a traumatic experience, but we are having this traumatic experience as children of God, beloved, cared for by God, and God is calling us to be the church, to be the body of Christ, to take up our cross, to follow Jesus, and to truly love and give and serve one another at this time. Amen. Let us stand and take hold.